don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's August 10th and time for your Social and Six update. As always, we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape. To fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in our Facebook group. So without further ado, let's get started. First up, Facebook has unveiled a messenger plugin game changer for SMEs. Yes, this is an interesting story because it surrounds an update to a feature that actually launched in 2017. Now, that feature was Facebook's chat plugin, which sits on third-party websites and enables smaller businesses to chat with customers via instant messaging. The problem is, if users wanted to use the service, they had to be logged into Facebook Messenger. Now, bear in mind, while many people use Facebook, not everyone uses Messenger. And even those who do may have access to several different devices. In short, the feature has been useful for some, but not for everyone. However, that's now changed. The update to Facebook's Messenger plugin now means that brands can talk with their customers regardless of whether the customer is logged into Messenger or not. A simple change has meant users can now log in as a guest, which reduces a world of friction. Perhaps the simplest way to describe the feature is it's a chatbot for businesses who are yet to implement one or who haven't got the resources. On launching the update, Facebook also revealed that its customers have seen a 45% increase in product inquiries from customers, which tells you all you need to know about the future of branded instant messaging and chatbots. Now, this is telling in several ways because one of the things we've noticed throughout the pandemic is Facebook's keenness to help small businesses and SMEs, which Facebook itself has revealed make up a bulk of its advertising revenue. Remember, you've also got the WhatsApp business API and other SME-friendly features. Do let us know if you get around to implementing the plugin yourself. So it is going to add the music that was playing through the speakers, and it's going to add the little bit of sound that was on my phone. Eve, Snapchat has unveiled a new feature that will let users add music to videos. Yes, Snapchat's working on a feature that will let users add licensed music to their videos. And this feature is starting with Australia and New Zealand and will be fully rolled out by this autumn or fall. Now, Snapchat worked with major record labels for this deal, including Universal and Sony. I want to make it clear, though, that this does not automatically mean competition with TikTok. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. When platforms bring out similar features to other apps, it's not always about trying to stomp out the competition. Sometimes it's just about user expectations changing. Now, TikTok has become so popular, as well as music stickers on Instagram stories, that we're reaching a point where videos without music just don't hit the same. Now, Snap is just meeting expectations. Nobody wants to be the only platform left without music licensing deals. It doesn't mean it's coming for TikTok. The two apps still have entirely different USPs. Music in Snaps is also a feature that Snapchat's users have been hacking for a few years already, adding things like Spotify links or creating a video elsewhere and uploading it to the platform or just playing music in the background while you record. What this feature is doing is just making it easier for users to do what they've already been doing. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Go ahead. Next, WhatsApp now lets you reverse fact check using web searches. Yes, if you're one of WhatsApp's 2 billion users, or even if you're not, you'll know the platform has had a problem with fake news in the past. Now, part of that is down to the nature of the platform. Information goes undetected due to encryption, and it's very easy to share information with multiple groups. Although WhatsApp has begun limiting the number of people you can forward already forwarded messages to because of this. WhatsApp's latest step to lower the impact of fake news is a tool that lets you fact check news stories and information online. Users who have the feature can now click on a magnifying glass to search for potentially false information and cross-reference this against reputable sources. 
It follows a spate of fake COVID-19 cure news stories and conspiracy theories surrounding 5G. Of course, WhatsApp isn't the only platform to label this information, with Twitter and Facebook taking a more hardline stance on fake news, albeit in very different ways. We'll just pause there for a minute because we have an update from Theo, who's going to talk a little bit about our most recent social media leaderboard. Yes, no question this week, but a sneak preview of the social media leaderboard for July and the huge news that for the first time in our six months publishing the social media leaderboard, Xbox has overtaken PlayStation, even topping the chart for the first time ever. Now, if you've been keeping an eye on our data, you'll know that PlayStation has been nigh on impossible to move for months now. But in July, we saw PlayStation drop to 8th place, which given that's 8th in the world is still very respectable. Now, there is a bit of context behind the drop. First of all, PlayStation's fall comes a month or so after its big PlayStation 5 announcement, which you could say was the moment interest in the new console really peaked. In July, however, it was Xbox's turn to showcase the Xbox Series X, which naturally led to a huge spike in engagement. PlayStation is also a part of the Facebook ads boycott and July saw their posts go from 189 in a month to 13 on Facebook. Xbox, it's important to remember, has also taken part in the boycott, but their organic posting for the platform has actually gone up in July, most likely due to the Xbox Series X's unveiling. That's it for your sneak preview for now, but keep an eye out on our social channels over the next few days for more insights from our data team. Thanks, Theo. And now back to the stories. I just took a DNA test, turns out... Eve, big one here. TikTok is sharing its algorithm and has challenged Facebook to do the same. Yes, TikTok is championing transparency in a bold move that is sure to put pressure on Facebook. TikTok has announced it will give outsiders access to the algorithms it uses to sort and share users' videos, and it will be letting experts observe its moderation policies in real time. CEO Kevin Mayer then challenged Facebook's family of apps, as well as Twitter and Snapchat, to follow suit. Now, as you guys know very well, revealing how social algorithms work is not something that platforms and tech companies do lightly. Usually, it's something that we have to test and learn ourselves. This move from TikTok changes that in what I think is a really positive step towards transparency. But it also has the potential to be a game changer for fair competition and Facebook's monopoly. A TikTok CEO also called out Facebook's dominance over social media and its habit of cloning the competition, which is something that Snapchat can sympathize with. He used Facebook's failed lasso as an example and asked for fair competition in the industry. He also brought up Zuckerberg's recent talks with the US government, calling it out as a patriotic facade designed to squash the competition. Instead, he invited competition in the form of exciting product design. Again, something that echoes Snapchat's sentiment from their dossier on Facebook, which you might have heard of as Project Voldemort. But it also echoes the voices of TikTok's users, which say that TikTok is the first platform in years to challenge the existing standard of creativity on social that was starting to get a bit repetitive and now supply the world with a new form of entertainment that is collaborative, dynamic and honestly just good fun. I do think it's a shame that any company has to fight Facebook this hard just to coexist in the same space. But I am glad that both TikTok and Snapchat are putting up a fight. Quite a day today for Twitter when word leaked out it might be working on a paid subscription model that could include an e-commerce option. Now, Twitter asks users which features they'd be willing to pay for. Yes, on the last installment of Social in 6, we shared news of Twitter's Q2 earnings, which unfortunately for the platform saw ad revenue fall short of expectations. User numbers are still high, however, which is why Twitter has turned to a paid subscription model as a means of increasing its revenue. But what would convince users to pay for the service? 
That was a question posed by Twitter recently in a survey, and the platform polled its user base to assess the popularity of seven potential features, including undo send, custom colors for fonts, backgrounds, and hashtags, longer video lengths and better resolution, badges, social listening, and brand surveys. Now, we put the same question out on our LinkedIn recently, and it's safe to say the majority of people felt that none of these features would be worth paying for. Some of our respondents suggested they would pay for a paid-for version of Twitter to support the platform, but it's clear Twitter has more chance of winning over brands, advertisers, and power users. Surely, though, if Jack Dorsey wants to get more people paying for Twitter, he should just promise the edit button users have been asking for for years. Me ask you flat, mate. Come, boy. No way. Gosh, you got to talk. E, finally, you can now go live on Facebook from Messenger Rooms. Yes, we don't talk much about Messenger Rooms, but they are essentially just group video calls. Now, the feature launched earlier this year, somewhere in the middle of the pandemic noise, so you could be forgiven for not being aware of it. But now Facebook has announced it'll be easier to host live streams from Messenger Rooms by turning it into a Facebook Live. And this will look similar to Instagram Stories collaborative live streams, where multiple users can go live on the same stream. Messenger Rooms has significantly fewer limits than Instagram's version, though. Facebook says you'll be able to go live with up to 50 people, which sounds like the most chaotic podcast of all time. As you know, live streaming has become extremely popular in the last few months, as have video calls. With this update, people can combine the two, whether you're hosting a book club, interviewing a panel of experts, or teaching an online class. You can also invite anyone to join, even if they don't have a Facebook account, and you can broadcast your stream to a profile, a page, or a group and invite people to tune in. If you have Zoom, you'll know that it lets people broadcast to Facebook Live, so it makes sense for Facebook to undercut that with its own built-in feature. Very interesting that you mentioned Messenger Rooms there because this has been a platform update that I've been following for a while and I've found quite interesting. And like you said, it sort of emerged at a time, you know, at COVID-19 at the height of lockdown as a kind of Zoom competitor. Mm. And I wonder, you know, how that affects Zoom and how that impacts them, especially with the uh, Facebook family of apps being so connected and this new feature that sort of encourages that connectivity. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, I'm not sure if it comes down to competition, although... With Facebook, it might well do. Who knows? It's more just like it makes sense that that platform should be able to do that when it's something that people are looking to do so much more. It it just makes sense. Again, it comes back to meeting customer expectations. And people are now really used to live streams and are doing video chats all the time that if they're already on Facebook, that transition to either, you know, go live when you're already in a call should be very easy. I think Zoom is going to remain largely unchallenged in this space now, to be honest, because if you think about it, Skype had the head start and where are they? Like they really dropped the ball on this one because Zoom's just taken over. But yeah, I think it's an important update for Facebook to include for sure. And another one, obviously, of yours, Theo, this Messenger plugin I find really interesting. That stat that you gave that customers have seen a 45% increase, was it, in product inquiries? I think that's really interesting. And like you said, speaks to where we are headed at the moment in terms of certain things being offline, like people going into shops less, you know, customer service, phone lines being really busy and overrun. It's just emerging, like these needs are emerging, basically and the platforms are creating products that meet those needs. Yes, I mean, we speak about social commerce a lot on this podcast, but the future is definitely this idea of uh, instant messaging and conversational engagement with brands. I think nowadays, you know, COVID-19 has definitely changed those expectations, Mm -hmm. as we've mentioned. And a lot of people, you know, are in a position where they can't just phone a brand or a customer service agent and people aren't working in call centers. So Mm -hmm. chatbots and uh, updates like this messenger plugin really do bridge the gap 
gap that's needed and especially by getting rid of the friction you know because we mm. all use different devices some of us shop on our ipads some of us go on our computers and when we flip between the two it can be a bit of a pain to have the login and out of messenger on each platform so by doing this i think they're really 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 cornering that smes market and with quite a lot of useful utility tools yeah definitely again it, yeah like you said removing that friction and i think it's very interesting that they are putting such a focus now on smes which probably have always been the case but maybe this whole advertising revenue boycott thing has maybe made them appreciate them a little bit more 100 percent, yeah i'd have to agree with that and i mean uh, facebook said themselves that uh, you know the smes make up a bulk of their advertising revenue so i suppose you know if you have 500 smaller businesses versus five brands you know yeah. it seems to be the case that the 500 are really propping facebook up in a way and we've been working very hard behind the scenes making sure we have a great lineup of guests for future episodes and we're going to be speaking to TikTok and YouTube very soon. So make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for those episodes. Yes, in addition to that, remember, as I said before, do keep an eye on our social channels over the next few weeks to see the insights and data from our social media leaderboard. And also, I would recommend using the top 250 list of highest performing brands on social as a bit of inspiration to see what the top brands are doing and for a bit of an idea of some of the content trends and some of the ideas that you can steal for your own strategy. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 